Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks. And if you want to check out their great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.net. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hill and I'm back after a week's absence. Um, Psychic Josh did a fantastic job, obviously. I, was, I went to a film premiere of um, the festival. It was good. I recommend it. Sophia's looking at me like I'm mad. I am looking at you oh. like you're mad. <laughs> That's the voice of Sophia Walker, a.k.a. Queen Guna That's on me. Twitter. Um, which we've just we're just talking about our Twitter names among our guests. We're also joined by the great Dan Betts, aka Jock AFC Howdy. with a K, on Twitter, who's also got a new book out called Almost Invincible. That was not a blatant plug. You're, you're, <laughs> plug away! I'm plugging for you. Thanks. Which is about the 1991 Arsenal, 1991, who almost were invincible, invincible, but not quite. Nearly there. Nearly there. Nearly. And Raymond Hurley of Red Action fame. Hello again. Hello. Um, we are, as ever, uh, sponsored for the season by Labrooks, and you can get all the details of special deals and bets and things at bet.arsenalpodcast.net. Sophia. I'm not better. No, no. We had. Did we say this last time? Yes. I'm not either, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got people who don't uh, who aren't betters. I'll bet no. twice the amount. Oh, for the sake of our sponsors. Heroic. Oh, okay. Heroic, Raymond. <laughs> nice. Heroic. We'll talk about we'll talk about Dan's book later because these were the glory days. I was just saying, but we were gathering before we turned the microphones on. I was. I think I went to almost every game that season. At Highbury, it was in, in my early twenties. Um, I mean, it's all a blur, but the team was effing brilliant. Yeah. Seaman, Adams, Dixon, Winterburn, Davis, the Smith, five. the yeah. back five, and Davis, Thomas, Rocastle, midfield, incredible. Oh. Anders Limpar on the wing, yeah. Paul Merson, yeah, the Magic Man, the Magic Man. Pretty, I'm so we'll, talk, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll take solace in that nostalgia <laughs> later, <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> because I mean, look, two where to start. I think I predict. I think a lot of us predicted that we'd lose these two games anyway. Yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. Best team in the Europe probably at home in the first game. Just current. I mean, one six one yesterday. They're never. We're never going to beat them. 
Chelsea, I know we got like goalless draw against, didn't we, last season? But I don't know. I felt away. We you know we could have we could have drawn. We could have won. That. We had chances. The first question for me is team selection. I'm already annoyed yeah. by his team selection. Yeah, I didn't expect to be annoyed this early. <laughs> but the ones particularly things that annoy me are um, Xhaka. Yeah. I, I don't, Mustafi, I feel like somehow maybe Holding should be given the chance. I mean, mm. Mustafi, haven't we proven Mustafi's shit? He just can't defend, I, can't I focus. I think there's a good player in there trying to get out. Okay. Can I don't get think out the no, highline sure. helped. Uh, no, I, 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 the highline did not. Fine. We'll get into that in detail. And... Just not picking um, Lacazette. Oh, Torreira. Or Torreira. Torreira, he said, isn't he? On the record, he said, oh, he had to, he was too busy at the World Cup. I mean, he's in his game. He'll play him soon, I think. I think he said he can't play a full game Acclimatized. Acclimatised, yeah. whatever, whatever, you know. Fine. But So I think okay. he's made that clear. I think for me, it feels like Torreira's going to start soon. Okay. Okay. But the whole not playing Lacazette and, and with all that, and that annoys me as well. But am I, be, am I being unfair? Well, unless we're going to play four four two, you're going to end up moving Aubameyang out wide to fit in Lacazette. Lacazette can't play on the wing, so I think in an away game like Chelsea, I don't think I would expect to see both of them start. I think home to West Ham on Saturday, and I will talk about that later. But mm. um, I think that's more of a, a fixture set up to go a bit more attacking and, and not worry so much about some of their forward players and and wingers tracking back and stuff like that. So I thought. Leaving Lacazette on the bench for Saturday was fair enough. I did have some concerns about the rest of the team. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Awobi, but he did do well in the end. In the end. Yeah, in the end, yeah. <laughs> and uh, obviously not to see Torreira start was a bit of a shame. But Xhaka and Mustafi are just going to be a bit of the target. Um, and Ozil as well, I think. They need mm-hmm. to find some form. Um, you know, the second half of last season, a lot of questions about them, a lot of money spent on those guys. Obviously, Ozil's new contract. So I think if, if you're ever going to find a negative at the moment, it's going to be focused around those three players. And I think mm-hmm. they're, they're going to take quite a bit of stick in the, ne- in the upcoming weeks. I read some people on, um, someone on Twitter had a go at me, actually, so claiming that Xhaka is unfairly... Um, criticised. There's been a lot of dilemma about this. Is um, it? Yeah, yeah I, I read something from Tim Stillman yesterday. Right. Because I'm of the opinion that what you said about Mustafi, there is a fine player in there, but I think he's a square peg in a round hole. He's not a DM. We can all see that. He doesn't no. track runners, doesn't tackle. But his passing accuracy last season was among the best in the Premier League. So okay. apparently his role is deep-lying playmaker. Oh, which, my God, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a real niche role. Mm. So I don't think he's found the right position. When he went off at half-time yeah, uh, in the weekend... Yeah, this is what people say. Uh, there was no transition play, so right. we couldn't get our own half. Mm. So we went from having our hand on the jugular at Chelsea, take Jack off, and then we can't link play. But at the same time, you've got to make a sacrifice. If he plays, we need someone who's going to cover him. But yeah. do you... Can we can we afford that? Can we afford another player just to cover him, just so he can start moves? Or yeah. do we wait, rely on Guendouzi to do both those jobs? Well, I, my feeling was I don't Yusuf. I, did, I just didn't. I don't like for the first twenty minutes. First of all, everyone everyone was terrible. The team was terrible. I thought Jacker yeah, yeah, yeah. was yeah. was terrible. But if it's going to take him twenty minutes to yeah, start to those to do that job that he's supposed to be doing, and and meanwhile we're two 0 down and could have been more. Then I don't see the point. And to give it, I thought it's giving him a lot of credit to say that just because we take, took him off, we then in the second half we weren't great. But I almost thought there was a, seemed to be a tactic that we were almost playing for a draw. Yeah, I don't know whether I that was from the manager or whether the players just somehow thought, oh, we've got to two two now. Let's let's keep it solid. Let's keep it. So I don't know what do you Me think. Me personally, if we're going away from home to a team like Chelsea, one of our supposed rivals, and we're not going to play Lacazette and. Obama Young up front together and you're going defensive, then why not start El Neni ahead of Jacker? Because that's an early El Neni is a, def- 
defensive. He's a yeah. He's a defensive midfielder. That's his role. He's not looking to do the Raymond's face. Raymond's face. I can describe it as like it just smelled something horrible. But like he, that's he's not there to do the glory pass. Leave that to the Urzels. Leave that to even the Gwendoosies of this world. He's there to shut up shop in that middle role. Xhaka won't do that. He won't do that. And if you're going, and like you say, if we're going away from home and we're looking to be defensive, and then he's the okay. He's not the perfect until we until Torreira is night is fit and can play ninety minutes. I would put El Nenny in ahead of Xhaka. I don't understand why Xhaka plays gets in ahead of so many proper defense. Like you say, it's um, square pegs round holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like I just all seemed to like. I mean, he was like. Constant, wasn't it? Permanent fixture yeah. under yeah. under. Arsene. Oh, yeah. And now again, I mean, it's and, like, we, and we came sixth, and, and yeah, well, yeah, our I mean, midfield is not as effective as it should I be. Think, should no. be is nowhere near nowhere near as it should. But the Do, slow start on Saturday, on the Saturday, I think, concerned me. I think that's a real hangover from, yeah. from yeah. the Wenger period. Yeah. Big away games and just you know we were out of the game at two 0 down. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we came back temporarily and, and they did very very well to get back level by half time. But that slow start and just looking all at sea and almost having no game plan as much as the uh, the new manager is trying to work on the tactics. I think that's a real hangover, and that the players and I just need to get advice are, on the pitch. Right. And I also think I, I I know what you're saying about um, I'm going back to the Lacazette issue now. <laughs> but here's my theory. And if you remember, we played Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Özil for various games last season, and that is a kind of r- rotating front three. In the same way, you know, the Liverpool front three. Other other t- mm. a lot of our rivals have very effective. For me. Our best play- they're clearly our best players. They're our world-class players. We've got a world-class front three. Mm. In fact, some, one of the pundits, I think it might have been so, someone, you know, one of the proper respected pundits, not just me talking <laughs> shit, said in, on paper they're the best front three in the Premier League. I mean, you know, he's even putting them ahead of like City and everything. Wow. I'm like, I know, oh, wait, you're supposed to keep... But the problem for me is, realistically, our defence is never, ever, ever going to be tight and never, ever no. going to do their job for 90 minutes. They're always going to be flaky and useless and do the things they do. <laughs> so why not play your best attacking players? Because at least then, for me, if you'd have played that from the start against every single fucking team out there, you at least you immediately got a powerful threat that yeah. s- sends some fear into the opposition. So do, a, do a Liverpool, so you can, you yeah, can actually pull. For yeah. me, when you've got um, Mkhitaryan, I mean, I know he scored a good goal and everything. And an assist. And an assist. I still feel he's like, first half, he was just useless yeah, as well. Close just to anonymous. Close I mean, to anonymous. We do have a lot of, uh, a lot of players, a lot of players like for that long periods who uh, have you big reputations. And I know Lacazette gave the ball away for the goal, but you, at least you never see with Lacazette, for me, or Bamiyang. He doesn't hide. He gives you incredible impetus. He'd be the first name on Matisse. I'd have him above Bamiyang, but I think there's with with creative players, I mean Mkhitaryan and Ozil, the 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 flighty oh. ninja subtle movements. <laughs> so you got to watch a game back three or four times to actually catch what they're doing. And it's they do link up play and they they start moves, they instigate, they float. You don't know where they're going. And without them, we are poorer. But at the same time, I know exactly what you're saying. With with the money they're being paid and with the talent that we know they have. It'd been just nice to see him pick the game up by the scruff of the oh, neck and just yeah, I mean, a, a slide roll past twenty yards opens up play like Gwen Doozy did for the ball for yeah, to Bellerin yeah. and, and then like, went mental. Mkhitaryan deserves time because I mean he he scored he scored twenty goals and twenty assists in his last full season that wasn't interrupted by poor form or injury at, at Dortmund. He he was out of this world in a strong Bundesliga. Mm. So if you play him first team and he get he has a defined role, he will he will deliver. Özil. 
I, I personally admire him, but he does need to do a lot more than what he's doing at I the think moment. It's funny what you were saying about the, you know, you've got to watch it back in like super slow motion or something to, to notice. What it's, for me, I'm, I'm, I know I, I, it's all about the hipsters with those. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they love him because, oh, yeah, I'm the only one who notices. He's a trick artista, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you, you know, don't understand Ozzy, you don't understand, understand yeah, football. Fuck that. It's like, give me a break. I yeah, was just watching exactly. 90 minutes and he was quite ineffective yeah. and he fluttered around a little bit and. You know, yeah. she could have helped out the defence more and and really, you know, missed mm. some decent opportunities. I Everyone think, knows he's a lovely player look, and he's got great are. technique and great touch. But I think for that money and such an enormous reputation mm. and an experienced player who's in, what, his fourth, fifth year in the Premier League, I, I think we... we we, we expect more, more and, and, we and can. let's more. not forget, as well, there was a period where, do you mean, there was a gold, there's been golden periods when in his... <laughs> Performances for us. Mm. They seem to come in like flits and bursts. I remember, like, I'm sh- I'm, my memory goes, but in the middle of last season, or maybe early to middle of last season, Everyone he had a period raving. where he was, was having a great was, time. And it was, he, could, he was making goals and scoring goals yes. and making incredible passes, and we can all see it. He's just walking around. You can't see it now yeah. because he's not doing it. But I think he's a confidence player. As yeah, great yeah. as he is, he is a confidence player, and when it's not going for him, he disappears. Yeah. And when it well, is. Well, that's shocking, isn't it? For such an experience. It is. It is. And what. What worried me more about um, Saturday was the fact that they, he actually played him in his in his preferred role, yeah. and he was ineffective. That's one really thing that can't be levelled at him, which really winds me up. Is oh, I want to see him tracking back. You don't it's want your chief job. playmaker it's to track back. I know, but you, you want him to. I don't know. It's not. I'm not saying he should track track back. Sure, but at least have some awareness. It's, like it's him. It's when you see him standing there, <laughs> looking at the his languid body stuff. around him, especially like, not even w- walking, let alone running. Emery I feel demands, like that. That whole thing is like... Uh, That'll be phased out, sort of Boyd. Emery's, Emery's plan is to have a team press. You, you press right. from the front yeah. and the whole team press. So he's got so to take he'll have to jump on. Yeah. Or it's, it's, it's with Ramsey as well. Ram- Ramsey is lauded as some sort of demigod. <laughs> and it really winds me up because the man is brilliant. As uh, He does those Paul Skull run, Skulls runs into the, into the box and he makes a huge impact. But... He's not a central midfielder. He's never been a central midfielder. He's not balanced enough. He gives you loads in attack and keep him in the team, but he's not a central midfielder. But then trying to get him and Ozil in the same team is is part of the problem, I think, because it it totally unbalances us. And Mkhitaryan Mm. as well. But one of the... Uh, positives for me out of Saturday is that the, the, the manager's not scared to take Ozil off. He took, oh, he took Ramsey off in the first game. Absolutely. Also took Xhaka off on Saturday. So yeah. I think that's what I've enjoyed the most out of the first two games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd be standing there on yeah. 72 minutes and you'd yeah. see the subs coming on. You'd be able to pick exactly who was going yeah. off and also yeah. who was coming on without even looking. But yeah. on that first game, taking Ramsey off was a surprise and then taking off Xhaka at half-time as yeah. well, I think, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I tweeted, later in the game. And I wasn't joking. I, the, yeah, I absolutely loved it, watching the substitutions. It yeah. was great. And the people, I've, I've read people going, oh, you know, you can't, this is a, oh, I think we were, we're still seeing everything, aren't we, through the lens of whether, how fond of we were or not of Wenger. Yeah. But then so, you think about the fact that, I mean, we've been Wengerized for 22 years. Yeah. They've been Wengerized for like maybe the last five to ten years. Right. So it's, it's to, fair get, enough. to knock it out, because even last week against City, once it started all going wrong, you could see they were all reverting to type. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're yeah, trying to walk the ball in and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. pass, 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 pass. You could pass. see, but you could against see Chelsea, though, we, we did try and start oh, to play the ball. We've harder. got the wrong players at the moment. Who they can't play the ball out from the back. Socrates is good as an old-fashioned defender, reactionary. Like you said, Mustafi is more or less the same, but a bit more mobile. Mm. But playing out from the back is not never going to be their well, strength. Check. And, yeah. and a high line <laughs> is going to be disastrous until yeah. it, we we completely weed out the bad mistakes, yeah. and that's going to take a lot of time. Our players, I agree with you about the the Veng- you're right. They've been they've been vengerized. vengerized. And part of that is <laughs> it's a brilliant, right, brilliant word. <laughs> part of that is that they've just been. 
doing the same thing yeah. for years. Yeah. So for me, it's, I think it's really funny, like, because clearly he's trying to get, make them to do tactical So the high line thing, I mean, it was comical because last week in the first game, they were playing much too deep and he was shouting at them. This week, they, 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 were, they were so high, they were in their half, yeah. they, and were, which <laughs> you can't even be offside time. from that goal. That goal over the top, I mean, it was inevitably going to happen because they were so far. But it was comical. It was like they can't follow and instru- they, they haven't no got idea. the kind of, they're not the, the intelligence within themselves to work stuff out beyond following a clear rule. You know, why don't you play much higher? So they're all like running up the pitch. It's comical. Like they just, they think they've been brainwashed. Yeah. Do you and think- I know it's, I feel everyone is seeing everything through. So I admit that I'm seeing everything through the eyes of I've been bored by Vane for the last five years. So now I'm just excited to see, as you say, the substitutions yeah. and some different things, trying some different um, formations, trying some different emphasis, getting them to do different things. I mean, I'm just enjoying it just because it's different. Yeah. Uh, other people, like the, 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 the Arsenal knows best people, but still are going like, oh, yeah. He's, someone tweeted me saying, what? he's a complete disaster. He's, he's, the, the, the buys have been terrible. The team selection is terrible. Oh. The tax is terrible. We should go. Like, people are already saying that. Wow. And there's kind of people in the middle who are kind of trying to be, you know, objective. Oh. But it's going to take a long time, isn't it, for us to get rid of that yoke of yep. Wenger and not see everything through his eyes. But yeah. I think I'm just enjoying, even though we've lost these two games, I'm still happy. That I'm still mystified that Callum Chambers has gone on loan. Oh, yeah, that's weird, that isn't it? It's like we're so strong in defence, in central defence. His pre-season showing, his showing last season when Koscielny got injured and he stepped in. Yeah. All right, he has his failings, but that is down to youth and not playing regularly. But in terms of the basic tenets of defending, he is head and shoulders above Mustafi. Um and he formed a good relationship in pre-season. I have no idea why he yeah, went. Weird, Can anyone ex- a season-long loan? And ke- you keep in holding. Mavropanos would have been better for a loan. Mavropanos yeah. played well, but he only played three, four games. Let's yeah. not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. 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 I have no idea. Who actioned that decision? Would it have been Emery? Would it have been Mislintat? San Leahy? Knows, yeah. I have no idea. It's weird, isn't it? It does yeah, feel like they have a, a weird decision. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like we haven't decision, recruited. We've recru- I think we've recruited brilliant. Yes. Like, I'm really excited about those midfield players. Yes. Especially Grenduzzi's like yeah. really wow. sorry. But it does feel like they've, they haven't. Him. But he was getting, people were going, oh, stop um, going on about Grenduzzi's not that good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's 19. Yeah, I he's think it's 19. all right to get, to get a bit carried away. But yeah, he's yeah. some really good right. touches. And, and we've chucked him in there and we, we're struggling in the midfield. And, and I think, I think the mistakes. hair contributes to it as well because you can follow him around the pitch look. and you can uh, really see yeah. him just getting involved. <laughs> it's great, it's like iconic um, look. Yeah. I think if, if the, we continue to struggle with results, we might have to pull him out because that could really affect him in the long term. But yeah. I think he's done I think really well not, the first two I'm, games and he has been one of our best players, yeah. nine, 19 or, or 29. He's done yeah. really well. Yeah. Another guy I'm looking forward to seeing really is, is Lischsteiner. Yeah. Um, you talk about the, the bad mistakes we've made with the high line and stuff like that. I think getting a real top quality experience 20 years of high level experience behind him in the right back position to tell people where to stand and, and when, when to yeah. you know when to go short and when to push up and I'm in fact when he came on last that. week he looked he, he did have a big year yeah. even though he played on the wrong side yeah um, and, and zero it's, shit there's yeah. a nice bit of shit housing in there as well and he was <laughs> yeah. moaning at the ref and he was chirping away at the lines when things yeah. didn't go his way and I think we need that and I think Bellerin's been off to a slow start and, and I think if he had a I don't want to say a rest because I've only played two games, but <laughs> I think I would like to see Lichtsteiner starting at, at right back on Saturday I just would... to give us a bit of a boost and a bit more organisation at the back. That's a good shout, but I, you know what? He's been schooled six, seven, eight years in Syria, Italian defending. Mm. I think he's so well versed in defending. I wouldn't even mind seeing him at centre back. Yeah, no, I was, was going to say, say that. that. I'd um, rather see him at centre back. I'd rather see him at centre back. But to be fair, I mean, he was famed for his stamina and he's up and down like a metronome. He's 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 good like that, but he he could really. 
lead yeah. from the back. Yeah. He was another brilliant. one I was surprised didn't start on Saturday. Yeah. I thought he would oh, have made... Right. Bellerin's been oh, well, sketchy. It's, and it's not even just this season. I mean, Bellerin's been terrible for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and he's a little bit like Mustafi and Jacqueline. Yeah. He's getting a bit of, uh, of pressure now from the fans. And, and he's getting a lot of stick I mean, I'm a big fan of him, but so he has been I. out of form for basically I think it's getting. Yeah. I think it's slightly unfair with Bellerin, I have to say. I, I, I think, first of all, for, attacking-wise, he was. I think he's looking better this season. I thought he played well. Attack, I mean, you know, he, that great cross for um, Aubameyang, who should have scored yeah. for a start, and that run. And he did a few runs which were really good, and I feel like he's trying to cross... More accurately, and his crossing more accurately. It's defensively, he's always been his yeah, but, I, but I feel almost like again, I go back to he's, he's surrounded by people who can't defend. No, so I kind of you know, but there, there are all at various moments in the team. All of our defenders are capable, aren't they? Just switching off. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Well, Nacho, like Nacho was good on Saturday. Nacho, yeah. So I'm a big fan of Monreal, and he kind of held it together. And it was good to see him yeah. back because we definitely missed him against uh, against Man City. But yeah, Bellerin. I mean, he's getting better going forward, but then it's almost at the expense of him being worse in defence. Yeah. So he just needs to find that right I balance, think I think. He could play in front of Licksteiner. You could have oh, Bellerin yeah. as a, a primarily an attacker yeah. and add him a wee bit of extra cover because you know he'd track back at least. Yeah. And Licksteiner behind him. Yeah, that's good or, even a, or even a defensive three where you've got Licksteiner, Monreal, and Socrates mm. as a back three. I no, think. Mustafi. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm keen on getting, dropping Mustafa. I just think he's he always loses concentration at key moments. Yeah, Every, you know, big, really big games. Wembley when he just didn't jump for that ball. Do you remember in the, in the <laughs> Cup final? Yeah. He's just always in the game cause, just because he's making really bad mistakes and he has to do last minute sliding challenges. All or the time. Yeah. he's moaning at the ref. He's or, very reactionary. Or he's, he's, he's sliding in, making yeah. bad decisions. There's always something going. On. He just loves a bit of drama. He, he does. can't just steadily he watch was, the play, yeah. intercept, step up. <laughs> he just has to be there's always something and wasn't going he, on he was also quoted wasn't he making a kind of sly I think it was him making a sly reference like about training. about the training saying we weren't oh, really? shown, yeah over the weekend it's yeah. nice to be shown what to right. do oh wow yeah, that's what he yeah. said yeah. but and I thought actually coming from any other player I would take that you know but from him I mean like you can't blame Wenger for him not jumping for a ball in the Carabao Cup final do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, you can't blame I mean, I Emery that. from yesterday I think just allowing could, the ball over the top of his head it's a bit of an NFL phrase but if you could coach him up I think there's a good player in there but um, yeah. at the moment we haven't really supported him with the coaching and therefore he's struggling I mean he's in his mid-twenties he's, he's played for Germany he's played in, uh, in Spain so he's not exactly you know kind of Gwendouzi age I think he, we should be getting more out of him but I, I don't want to give up on him just yet me mm. neither OK we won't give up on him we'll talk more about um, the game and uh, more after this break It's also time to remind you that the Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks. And if you want to check out their great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.net. And we're back for the break. Um, did anyone see... So the Ozil thing, I wanted to mention this. Did you see the quote? First of all, the, um, he had a quote about... Um, Embry made, talked about Ozil yes. after the game. He was asked about him. I saw And it. I thought there was a slight note of criticism in what he said. In some, fact, some of the papers kind of blew it up quite a lot. As they, and, do, yeah. as they do. But Arsenal on Instagram actually Instagrammed it, the quote, as if it was like a completely... Wow. I thought it was so interesting. Yeah, I'm showing it to Sophie oh, I now. I'm not making it up. Anyway, the Chrome Fours, I'm happy with Mesut. I'm going to do the same work with him, help him and demand also that he works every day. Well, the implication for that is, is that the previous administration didn't, didn't demand they it. worked every day. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have a good season. I thought that was, to pick that quote out, make, make a nice graphic out of it, the official Arsenal um, thing was quite fascinating. And I'm not yeah. sure how happy Mesut would be about that. 
Maybe it's a bit like AFTV and they've uh, punted out their Instagram to someone who, uh, who doesn't support. Oh, yeah, someone puts it in Manu. Yeah, I've seen Scandal. that and I've got a lot of time for Arsenal fan TV and Robbie, but I think it's a bit of a storm in a key teacup, to be honest. Everything's just, a storm just, in a teacup. Just, with just a few tweets, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't take any well, notes. The, so. the, it doesn't change the fact we, st- we lost again on Saturday. The official points. Arsenal social media was run by a Liverpool fan at one point. So, oh, was it? Oh. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's much so, AFTV are so big now that, you know, the reality is that they need third party help and stuff like that and they'll go to other pros when yeah, course, they're in the yeah. ground they're in the ground watching the games and getting the post match interviews. So I think it's always nice to find a bit of a scandal regarding uh, Arsenal fan TV because everyone is so negative about them. But I've just Oh no, I, I agree. Yeah. I just I'm not take worried any about that. Really. Did you did anyone see talking of Arsenal fan TV, Sophia was on BT Sport. Not she wasn't on Arsenal Fan TV, she was on proper BT Sport. <laughs> oh wow. Doing a fan question for Martin Keown. Yeah. The uh, rash on after the game on Saturday, yeah. which was amazing. What yeah. was the question? It was um, how does he, how did he cope with, how will the players be coping with the transition from Arsene to Emery? You know, him going from George Graham kick it out football to Arsene Wenger pass it out from the back football and. And that the was answer was quite interesting because he started going on about how he didn't. He was given a pay rise yeah. um, when when Wenger arrived. He was really excited about it. It's suddenly like without asking for one, he was yeah. like, "I think you should be paid more." Yeah, and that was like had a had a big effect. But which Wenger quite... did that with uh, with most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay. um, yeah. And, and then we couldn't sell any of them because they were all on too much money. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> them. exactly. Established early on that rule. Yeah, but I thought that was quite interesting from Kia yeah. he doesn't really talk about that kind of no, thing. No, he doesn't. So your question elicited yeah. quite a quite famously tart with his money as well, Martin yeah. Kia. Famously. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. No, he is. Yeah. I also look at you. I mean, you work, we should say, you work behind the scenes on BT Sport and yeah, ITV I do. football. You I work do. the World Cup. It was amazing. Um, but, so you know all this. I think it's quite funny watching. So the pundits on Saturday were, um, were uh, Keown, Rio yeah. Ferdinand. Yeah. And who was the other one? Uh, so I'm testing you now. Anyway, but it was Rio. Rio, I think Rio and Martin Keown often disagree yes. about stuff. And Martin Keown had the whole thing about theory about Arsenal and Rio was looking at him like he was mad I yeah. thought it was really, really fun like well, they, like, I think they because they are both central defenders yeah. I think they both have very different ideas about how to defend as well and yes. Martin thinks his way is the, the right way and Rio thinks his way is the right way and never the and also remember we had all those battles with you know with mm-hmm. them and so there's no love I mean they're all friends no matter what you see like the you know the everybody kept asking me oh Roy Keane and Ian Wright are they have they fallen out blah 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 I'm like it's all for telly come mm. on as soon as the cameras are off they're good mates it's fine yeah. You know, it makes good telly to watch, you know. Oh, they were brilliant in, in the World Cup part, right? It was yeah. amazing. Big fan of Dixon as a pundit. Oh, he's yeah, amazing. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's very level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. But before we leave the, um, the Ozil situation, um, I'm still obsessed with him. Yeah, me too. And the hipsters loving him. <laughs> um, my th- so my theory is I think he, he, he believes his own press. Like, I think he likes the image, his image of him being this so laid subtle, laid-back magician who you have to be a genius to work out how he's playing well. You know, I think he likes that. Mm-hmm. I think he's started to believe his own... Because we know... Because that statement he made about the whole controversy involving Erdogan and all of that at the World Cup, mm-hmm. he clearly makes, makes, pays a lot of attention to his media profile. Yeah, of course What he saying about yeah, it. I mean, he, he, he's a brand. I mean, you look yeah. at his social media followers and you don't want to keep going back to social media, but it is a big part of it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got a whole team behind him and he's got massive sponsorship deals. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And he, he does... Uh, you know, he looks after himself very well in that side of things, yeah. but 
So I just think I just feel it's not unfair to think that he should impose himself yeah. in his way. I'm not saying impose himself like you know like a central midfielder or track all the tracking back there, but in his attacking way, he should a creative way. When Eden Hazard came on, I know they're different types of players, but still, you know, Eden Hazard is still a creative a... forward midfield mm. player. He came on, trans- looked incredible, yeah. transformed the game, and he's not and, starting, and he wasn't <laughs> starting. And he's apparently I was checking on the internet. Apparently, he's being paid like 200, 250 grand, and Urs was on three hundred grand. I was getting more than Eden Hazard and, until say. the next contract when he goes to Real Madrid. Obviously, but I know. Obviously, with, with Özil, I mean, he plays playing central and playing in a number ten position. You, you've got to get yourself involved in the game, and yeah. it shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. It's not like you're stuck out on the wing, and if and you're not if ball, you're not getting the ball, didn't... you drop back a little yeah. bit further to keep trying to get yourself involved in the game. And he doesn't do that. He almost wants the game to come to him. And if everything is right, sorry, and it's a home game, then, oh. um, I think when we struggle, that's when Özil drops back deeper and deeper and deeper to try and start something to try and spark the. Fire, and that's what he's too deep to actually do anything. Don't be wrong. I do agree. He should be doing more than he is. He mm. should be making more of a difference because the talent he's got. He's probably our most talented player, mm. and in terms of first touch and vision. But when we're playing well, uh, when we're on the attack, he, that's when he normally comes to the fore and he's in the right position. But when he's when he's too far back, he's not the type to rake a fifty-yard pass out wide to the flanks. He's too far deep, and then he'll mm. he does float a little bit too much, and it does wind everyone up because you want him to make the assist you want him to make a massive difference the little the little cute touches I remember him did a back, he did a back heel pass um, for uh, Giroud against Aston Villa like two seasons ago yeah. that yeah. assist if he's capable of that why isn't he doing it all the time but when we're struggling he's he's playing far too deep um, I agree with that I agree with that but I still think he has it within himself to take hold of it like we've, we did see that's the thing so when you see that he's capable of taking hold of a game creatively yeah. and getting hold of the ball and making things happen all over the place and then for him not to do it so just clearly not just, <laughs> just not do anything standing there not yeah. I mean, <laughs> our expectations are high and they are high for a reason. Yeah. Should I mean, we talk about the missed yeah. chance? We should mention the missed chances, oh, of course, of which he had a missed chance. Oof. Well, Bamiyang yeah. one was Mkhitaryan, Mkhitaryan. on the same spot, and it was yeah. in a similar. All yeah. of them, or kind of a lot of them, were similar. I said they'd they done like... juju on that spot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they must yeah. have done. It was weird, wasn't it? They were these like they were suddenly given time and space. Guilt like... edge doesn't even come into oh, the shot. It won't be missed. It won't be. It was weird. Well, that last ten minutes of the first half was was remarkable. We got a couple of goals back, and then. We could have been in, you know, four Five, two. Obviously, four. it's not the way football works, but the way that, uh, especially the Bam again, he was the one I was most disappointed yeah, with, that was with, with his chance coming coming directly before yeah. the Chelsea, second Chelsea goal as well was really disappointing. Yeah, mm. he looked gutted though. Bless him. Yeah. So did Guendouzi. Yeah. Oh, him banging the floor. Yeah. He was, he was really annoyed. His um, uh, social media. He, he literally apologised. Yeah. Should have got it. I thought that was good actually. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like he knows it wasn't good. But I like when they hold their hands up. It's too too much. When they do well, you hear loads from them. And then when they do badly, you don't hear anything. The fact that he held his hands up and said, you know what? I missed. I'll make sure I score next time. Yeah. And Lacazette said, I still love you. I saw yeah. yes. still. Clearly, clearly, I want this relationship between Lacazette. I could go on about it. The bromance. The bro- to be, I want to see that on the pitch. Yes. Well, maybe we'll see it on Saturday. Oh, fuck oh I'd If you don't, hope. I'm going to be furious, Raymond. I'm telling you now. Because oh. that game now. So there's this weird situation where... We all kind of, I mean, you, you, I saw you predicting we'd lose these games. We all thought, you know, it was pretty Yeah, I think we allowed ourselves games. to get a bit carried away and we, we thought we could get a result against City and then maybe oh, no, point at Chelsea. But, you know, <laughs> no. on paper, no. our record for the past four or five years, zero points in those two yeah. games is, yeah. is pretty par for the course. Yeah. So. But the problem now is we really, really have to beat West Ham. I mean, yeah. otherwise we've kind of got a 
you know, like relegation zone start to the season, <laughs> haven't we? I'm, not, I'm just I'm a fourth from bottom. I yeah, can't it's a bit, it just gets embarrassing. It? If you have that bad a start to the season, obviously they're desperate as well because they've had a shit start to the season. Yeah. So it does make that game weirdly tense. Then you've got the Jack Factor. As well. The Jack oh. Factor, yeah. Exactly. Although he's not been thank, great. Can I just say, he? thank fuck Giroud didn't score against us. Oh, oh that would have hurt so much. At the end. I would have had to. You've you still got to love the man. Uh, you can, tell, you no, can you tell he still loves the man. No, not, like not when he's doing bleed, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but that game on Saturday, yeah, it's just terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. Um, or, we, yeah, or, you, or do you think we should be confident against a fairly shit West Ham? I, I, th- I thought we saw enough against Chelsea to declare that we can be confident against West Ham. They've got all these amazing signs, which we were discussing before, um, but yet they haven't gelled. I've, I've never been convinced by Pellegrini when he was at City. Um, interesting, isn't it, with Pellegrini? Yeah, we're seeing like because often with like managers of the huge big teams with all the money in the world, you often say, "Oh, what be like you know managing?" Now we're seeing what it'd be yeah, like managing a mediocre team. Yeah. Yeah. Not going that so far. Not going that well. Well, he's got a lot. He's got a lot to gel. They spent they spent a fair yeah. amount of money. I remember. Um, the owners came out and said, watch what we spend. You know, all this this Billy Big Bollocks talk <laughs> yeah. before the season. Watch, we're going to break our transfer record. Yeah, they did, but it doesn't really matter if you can't get the manager to gel. Yeah. We should be going into that game really confident. Even the fans who, we've all seen us lose both games, but we've seen enough that we can cut. We've created, what, nearly 10 chances in the game against against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, which yeah. we're not used to under the Wenger era. Mm-hmm. We've seen more than enough. We're going to go. We're, we, we're, we're going to win the game. Well, we did improve from this. I saw improvement from the City game to the Chelsea oh, definitely. game. Definitely. Yeah, the definitely. movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you see the stat that um, the, the Iwobi goal had the most passes? Oh, yes. Yeah. 10 of the 11 players yeah. uh, touched the yeah, ball. Only Aubameyang was the only one that didn't touch it, and, yeah. and that was That's in the whole point. Point. Which Do you know what I mean? The fact that, cohesion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's okay. getting there. It's going to take time. I'm, you know, all it's just these the people. Back line, isn't it? Yeah, it's the bat line worries me Which massively. Which is why I go back to my theory again. You just got to play your best attacking. That's what I'm going to keep going on about. Outscore him. Yeah, outscore him. Yeah. Exactly. We score four. Because uh, the bat line is quite capable of, of conceding goals against any, who, or any team in doesn't the world. Matter, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stats for that just you talking about the shot. The stats for the for the game at Getcher is so incredible. Like they had 24 shots. And we had Ooh. 15. They had 11 on target. We had six on target. 15 all in the first. Yeah. No yeah. shots on target in the second yeah. half. Oh, That's After that, uh, the substitutions and and the perception. Maybe we were, we were trying to get out of there with the draw, yeah. which would have been fine if we if we'd have managed it. Yeah. Um, but whatever we were doing right from a Croatian point of view, it was a shame to lose that in the second half. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think he will make? Change. I mean, I think he's got to make changes in terms of the team. I think he's going yeah. to make another one or two, but I think he's going to do that until he settles on that first eleven. Yeah. Once the, the new signings have uh, have really gelled and a few who aren't, haven't really found any form, um, then I think he's got to make changes. I would like to see Lacazette and Aubameyang up front, but it all depends on what what he makes of West Ham's attacking threat and, and whether. Aubameyang's going to be able to track back or whatever to, to help out the fullbacks, or whether the fullbacks will get cover from elsewhere. But mm. I think he needs to make some changes. But whether we've got the right personnel to put in the back line, I don't think so. What's your sen- what's your sense of him so far as like a you know media figure? Like he's into he's very, his English is very still very kind of stilted, stilted and not great, is it? Like I'm, I struggle to understand. Yeah, he's giving it a go. I mean, he's still doing the interview solo, so it's good to see that he's not relying on an interpreter yeah. or anything he's not like that. Which, like we which, 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 which we've seen <laughs> elsewhere. Um, I think he's got ever. a lot of passion and he wants to get his points across. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't really give two shits about the media interviews. Really, it's about what I mean, my, on the pitch I and more, what we've seen. We 
we see of him is, you know, what we see of him so far, you know, everything is touch. Yeah, and, it's and, like and on the, the touchline. And again, the difference that the touchline stuff and the, yeah. the shouting and the pointing and getting yeah. the messages across. And I think that's, and I know that's it's kind the, of the modern manager. And I like that high energy thing because I, I think it really does yeah. submit itself to the to the team. I, don't, I know it's childish to think that there's, it makes a difference for him sh- shouting and screaming and gesticulating on the front. It, for me. It, it does it for me. I mean, yeah. I am. Yeah, it is, it is basic. But actually, little, it is, you know, it can make a difference. Just, and it's something different for us. Again, it's something yeah. different. Exactly. Something different. Something different. We haven't seen it for so many years. Yeah, because I just completely. Well, gesticulated. Just stood up. It gesticulated because it was just so unusual. We haven't seen Steve Bold that year. I thought he'd be right out there pointing and shouting and swearing at everyone. Who knows what Bold is doing now? It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's just kind of. I think he's going to be the middle. I think he's the bridge between the players and the manager. But, you know, he is impressed with Emery. Is he? Yeah, my sources say he's. Yeah, he is really impressed with Emery. And you can see the training ground thought was the way the players are linking up with them. I think it's Cardozo, I think his name is. The right, uh, Emery's right hand man. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, the way they're vibing with him and they're, they're, they're larking about in the training ground, that's that's a good sign. They're all knackered, but they're all having a right laugh. Yeah, Chaz so. Nuki Burden mucking in. Chaz Nuki Burden, the, the great uh, yes. sometime uh, guest on this podcast and <laughs> Arsenal. Twitter man, he thinks it's really funny that, that, that we pay so much attention to them looking happy and having fun in, in training. And I think that I, I, I know what you mean, <laughs> but equally, again, it's just like it's all it's all it's to all create. New. Yeah, it's yeah. all obviously contrived to create an impression, but it's still it's still I'm feeling excited. And but I do think they I'm actually really do get on. You know, you, there's only yeah, so much of bit, yeah. you can put make it look like they're all having fun. I think. And I know, wonder whether that's a good. I wonder whether Urzil is one of the ones he must. He, I don't know. He must. It must be yeah. weird for him. Because you know he's he was the top dog on the Wenger, never ever substitute. You know he could like sit there doing nothing, reading a phone book, and he wouldn't have been substituted by Wenger. <laughs> um, and now like he's been substituted, he's clearly you know he's being referred to in the in well, not that, entirely. He, he needs to fix terms. up, doesn't he? And that's it's absolutely yeah. deserved. He needs to fix up, and he, yeah. if he wants to f- stay in the team, he needs to he needs to contribute. I more. think that's going to benefit his form, to be honest. I yeah. think he was allowed to get lax, and Agreed, I think a good kick up the arse is going to do him good. Before we move on to the official um, predictions for the game, <laughs> such as we end the podcast. Cost. Um, Dan, your book is out, almost invincible. Yes. Explain why the hell you've written a book about the 1990-91 season. Uh, I was speaking to Raymond uh, before, and he asked me the same question. And I wasn't a fan at the time. I was eight years old and too interested in eating uh, sugar sandwiches and climbing trees. I didn't have any interest in football. You actually had sugar sandwiches. I was you? I was Scottish and poor, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, it's the Scottish it's, thing. It's, yeah, it's a Scottish yeah. thing, yeah. We, lucky we didn't batter deep fried sugar sandwiches. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's all right. It's fine. I didn't even like football, mm. but. Um, I think as an Arsenal fan, we've got such a glittering history that I think we owe it to ourselves to know as much as we can about what we've achieved. I mean, we've achieved some amazing things. And 1991, the more research I did, uh, the more I'm convinced this is probably on a par with the greatest ever season we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it, it was another league title. It's, it's okay to be blasé about that. Oh, it's another league title. But the, in the manner we won it, our captain went to prison. We um, had a fixture schedule from hell. We played every three days for about a third of the season. Uh, we had oh, yeah. a mammoth. It was played four times, an FA Cup tie with Leeds United. Oh, yeah. uh, we are, we're still the only team uh, with Man United to be um, deducted that points. Yeah. Uh, we had suspensions galore. We had a tiny squad. Uh, it was insane, and yet we still played teams off the park. And the Division One title, uh, league title at the time was probably the most competitive it's been in, in years. We had Crystal Palace, Liverpool... Tottenham, I hate to say it. Uh, Man United were rising uh, rapidly. Leeds United had just been pr- uh, promoted, and they were they were a brilliant team. Um, it, we had all this to contend with, 
and yet we romped to the title. We didn't just win it. We we absolutely slaughtered yeah. near enough everyone. And the sole loss should never have happened. Kerry Dixon scored an offside goal. Um, we had <laughs> Tony Adams. That was one of the games that he was missing. So we had a, a, a right. back line of Bold and Linnigan. And Bold got scythed down. It was like a waist-high tackle. Guy never even got a card. So um, our only back... Um, I think Colin Pates was on loan to Brighton at the time. Colin Pates, yeah, <laughs> who is now a um, he's now a school teacher in, in Croydon. Oh, nice, yeah, which is lovely. Yeah. He's teaching kids football. Um, our only other uh, replacement was David Hillier, who has helped with the book enormously. Oh yeah, he's great. And um, he slotted in. He was just promoted from the youth team, and he did an amazing job. But we, it was on a shocker of a pitch that was filled in with sand. It was like potholes. It was like a car park in Sheffield. There were cars parked behind the goal. <laughs> it was just everything conspired against us, yeah. and we still should have got a point in that game. We never should have lost. And I, I remain convinced that everyone should know about it. Absolutely, but also the big. The big point to make, I think, which you you make, which I've heard you make before, which I, which I always go on about with the George Graham, like in the late George Graham era, it, we got really boring. We were, I don't know. If oh you, yeah, if you're, I'm old enough to remember, and it was so, and it was awful. And so, not only should he have left because of the whole scandal involving, you know, the bung thing, and everything, but actually, we were just becoming incredibly stale and boring. But in this period, the golden period. The, uh, like, the defence was incredible, yeah. best mm-hmm. defence ever, but we had Paul Davis, Thomas and Rokas in midfield, unbelievably Lim- creative yeah. midfield. We had Anders Limpar, brilliant attacking force on the wing, Paul Merson, the magic man, and Alan Smith up front. But it was an incredibly creative team, and people, the cliche about George Graham's teams is that they were, you know, kind of, they were quite stolid and boring and, and defensive, but they, it was a brilliant and balanced team, wasn't it? Right? They adapted the teams. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we could play on the deck, we could play in the air. Yeah. Um, you guys could obviously talk a bit more because you had, you had actual memories of the game, which I felt was a really important <laughs> I'm part. I'm Raymond's younger than me. Um, it, it was a really I'm important part of you. the book. Yeah, I so, know, but I mean, he's not even including you in that. You, you would have been there watching after 1991. I wanted to get a section of the book where actual fans who were fans at the time uh, contributed to it So because it was almost emotional. The more... Uh, reactions I've got from fans the more emotional I got and the more it tied into the book because I think it's easy to take for granted um, success but this wasn't just success this was uh, it was encased in amber I mean it will live forever on Mm. and that's why books like this are important I think Mm. definitely Mm. do you remember much of it? yeah they were a great team I mean I think it was 91 was probably the first year I started uh, really Standing on the North Bank regularly, um, and they were they were great to watch, and uh, we were we had got some great results and sort of some really attacking, uh, really attacking plays in that team, with the perfect defence as well. So it mm. really was a great mix, mm. and they you, were great uh, to watch. How much? How, how? When did you start supporting Arsenal? So far? Oh, I've been supporting them since the eighties, oh, okay. but. I'm, obviously, I, I've told you this before. I'm from Leeds, so oh, yeah. I yeah, I Next. supported that. I, w- I was never going to support Leeds United, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but it was only when I f- came down to London in '91 to study that that great year, which mm. is when I really wow. started. Yeah, so I didn't get, I couldn't afford to because I was a student, so I couldn't afford to go. But I mean, it's not as expensive as it is now, but it was still expensive. We, we also had I a, followed them. A squad of 19 players and. Three of those players. You had, you had Andy Cole, who made one substitute appearance. Oh, you had yeah. Siggy Jonsson, who played twice, th- thankfully, through injury. And, <laughs> and um, he was great. So he was good in his yeah. prime, but he only yeah, played yeah. two games. And then you had um, Colin Pates, who made one substitute appearance. So technically, it's a squad of 16 yeah. oh, that's to get through a, a fixture schedule from hell. I mean, they were literally playing every three days, home, away, cup ties. And they insane. moan now. 
exactly. Yeah, that's a fair point. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing exactly. I always And you're right, the rivals, because um, Gaza was playing, wasn't he, for Spurs? That? Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. He was the reason why. You, I asked them, what was the, the most hurtful thing? Because I got a contribution... Uh, uh, Dixon contributed to it. Uh, yeah. Smudge, yeah. David Seaman, Bob Wilson, who was a goalkeeping coach, he came over with David Seaman. Oh, he was on a consultancy basis prior to that. David Hillier um, and Nigel Winterburn, and asked them what hurt more: was it the Chelsea loss, the one loss, yeah. um, or was it the cup final, cup semi final to Spurs? And yeah. they all said the cup semi final. Yeah, they all expected painful. to win it because Spurs were. Uh, they had some sprinkling of talent. You had Gaza in there, you had Lineker, but they had Vinny Samways in there, and they yeah. they had. Um, uh, Mitchell van der Howe at the back, and it was it was an industrial journeyman. They had they couldn't hold a candle to our team because we mm. put everyone at the sword, yeah. but we never but beat them once. Yeah. We, and uh, yeah, exactly. I was um, yeah. behind the goal for that. That's oh, wow. yeah. what a view. greatest view. Nineteen ninety one, uh, also memorable for Spurs' last major trophy as well. So, <laughs> 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 yes, Good exactly point. that. Yeah, and we should. I was going to say this earlier, actually. That in, you know, despite our two defeats, we can sit back and look at. Man U, and I, I feel like we haven't got that utter oh, shit. Wonderful, isn't it? Managing our team. Absolutely delightful to watch. Yeah. Hope they string it out for as long as possible. Yeah. History's greatest monster. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> <He's> greatest <laughs> monster. Everything that thinking, is coming to him, he will yeah. fully deserve. And I feel like I can't, like, even though I'm complaining well about team well selection, like, he hasn't picked the same defence for, like, what is it, 11 games? He hasn't put, he, he's picked a different defence every but, single But none game. of it's his fault because nah, he wasn't supported in the transfer market and yeah. uh, the, the targets he identified could not be signed and all this other bullshit just to keep the, yeah. the pressure off him so long may it continue the thing that makes me laugh though I think I think he thought he he's he thinks he's going to win the battle between him and Pogba I yeah. can't see oh, that happening gotcha. Pogba winning the World Cup was the worst thing that could have happened yeah. for Mourinho it's like Emery and Neymar no yeah. one can control Neymar no, Neymar controls right. Neymar exactly yeah. exactly yeah, and and it, yeah. No, completely yeah. I and, think in, in the, the only wings thing, no, the, the only thing, yeah that's what I was going to say that's yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. I'm I think, scared yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot there's a lot a lot of talk about Poch going to United I want him to leave Spurs 100% yeah I think interesting yeah he's not pushed on is he so um, right, we'll get to, we should uh, we should wind up with our official predictions for Saturday against the West Ham. <laughs> Who wants to go first, Raymond? I will go with a nice, easy two-nil home win, oh. one goal in each half, like no it. dramas. Let's go and enjoy beer afterwards. Good, very optimistic. So I, I dream of that. I'm going to go even more optimistic. I'm, I think we're going to put them. We're going to bag three. I'll go three-one. Okay. I think we'll, we'll let one in. Oh. Sophia, you're going to... That's gonna, what I was going to say. The same Sorry. Because only because I know we, we will concede. I just can't see yeah, that defence keeping yeah. a clean sheet. Definitely. I'm, so I'm, I'm going for a penalty as well. Yeah, I'm going 3-1 and maybe Jack scoring their one. Yeah, because um, I'll go 2-1. I agree with the. Uh, we'll definitely concede. Yeah, yeah. defence is capable of keeping a clean sheet. <laughs> it, <just laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks so much to Dan, Raymond, and Sophia, and uh, we'll be back next week. And so, do who? How to get hold of your book? We should mention. Uh, you can go on my Twitter profile. Um, Oh, we'll put a link in. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll put a link uh, in. Twitter profile mm-hmm. at Jock AFC, or you can go to Legends Publishing on the net, and uh, the link's there. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks. And if you want to check out their great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.com. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.